Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode. Today we're doing something slightly different and what I hope becomes a more regular segment that I'm calling coffee chats for now, but it could also be tea chats or whatever your drink of choice is or snack of choice or whatever your activity of choice is that you do with your friends that is very casual and conversational and one of my favorite things in life is to just sit down and have really long conversations with my friends what I find quite often is that's often done in cafes or coffee shops so I'm trying to build out the visual of just sitting down and having a friendly conversation and talking about life. And one theme that I've never really discussed a whole lot on this podcast is dating and relationships. I have shared a little bit about my history as it relates to actually reality creation and some of the things that I've experienced in relationships and some of the transitions I've made in relationships, etc., But I've never really just sat down and had a very casual chat about dating and about relationships. And I actually had a few people send me messages about dating. And this is why I thought it might be an interesting episode to talk about. And I would say that also just in my personal life, I love to talk about it. So This kind of feels similar to the friendships episode in that I just want to casually talk through some of the things that I've experienced and some of the themes that have come up for me with respect to dating and relationships and sharing my journey. I think that, you know, we're all on different journeys and maybe you'll resonate with some of the things that I've experienced or some of the themes that we'll be discussing today. So really that's the intent of this episode is just to have a conversation. It's definitely not to provide relationship advice or frame myself as a relationship expert by any means, but one of my favorite things to do is to talk with my friends about things like dating and relationships and what's going on in their lives. And so I thought what better way to start off this series than talk about this topic. So let's start off with, first of all, setting the scene here. I, when I first started this podcast, actually used to share, I feel like on almost every single one of my episodes, what I was drinking. And I don't know why I felt prompted to do that, but I enjoyed doing it and I kind of stopped doing it and I stopped sharing updates, life updates, what I'm reading, what I'm watching, kind of all together. But because we were sitting down and we're having this conversation, I figured that I would share today what I'm drinking. And interestingly, we've been going for over a year now and I'm actually still drinking the same thing. It's an Earl Grey tea with oat milk and a little bit of stevia and... Today I'm trying a new Earl Grey brand. It's from Tea Leaves. They're actually Vancouver-based and they sent me their Earl Grey Lavender Blend and I'm really, really enjoying it. It's delicious. My other go-tos are David's Tea. That's probably one of my favorites. And I also really like the Taylor's brand, Earl Grey. I'm a big Earl Grey fan and I don't really stray a whole lot from that. I like other teas, but that's kind of my go-to. 
In terms of other life updates that I have for you, because I know it's been a while since I've actually shared personal life updates, what's been going on, I am actually pre-recording these episodes right now because I'm going away to Europe for a few weeks. I'm going to be visiting a friend in Ireland, and then we are going with another friend to Portugal together. And then from Portugal, I'm going to England and I'm actually visiting Jamie's family. Unfortunately, as it stands right now, Jamie cannot join because of his work schedule, but we'll see what happens. And by the time this episode is actually released, I will probably be back from that trip. Other life updates, I have actually really, really been enjoying my exercise routine as of late. And you have probably heard me talk about many times on this podcast, if you're a regular listener, that I've actually had a very difficult relationship with exercise and with fitness and with my body in the past. And I've actually really been enjoying getting back into it in a way that feels good to me and in a way that I'm not restricting myself, I'm not pushing myself, I'm not punishing myself. I am loving it. I'm just trying out a new kind of phase of what this journey can look like and I'm enjoying this experience right now of exercise and having a goal and I think that because I've been treating my sleep apnea, interestingly enough, I do feel like my interests and what I'm what I have energy for has changed and I actually think that that's a big part of it is before having treated my sleep apnea I feel like I was just pushing myself to exercise and really just didn't even have the energy to really be doing that and so I think that's part of the reason I'm feeling a lot better and what I've been doing has just been actually doing exercise which seems intuitive but I never used to do it this way that I actually really enjoy. So I like walking. I do like jogging occasionally. But what I've been doing has been actually there was a trend on TikTok called 12-330. And basically it's 12 incline, 3 speed, 30 minutes. And I've actually really been enjoying that. I feel like it's a good challenging exercise. It allows me to watch Netflix, which I love. It's become my new favorite routine. I have a show that I exclusively watch at the gym so that if I really want to watch it, it encourages me to go. And then I also kind of like associate exercise with enjoyment because I enjoy the show and I look forward to it. And then when I'm done that, I've been actually doing a circuit that I got from ChatGBG. PT, I always have a hard time pronouncing it for some reason, which is basically like an AI bot and or technology, apologies if I'm not using the right language, but I, my brother had mentioned that he used it to create a workout routine for himself. And so I kind of just did the same thing and I input some criteria. I was pretty specific. There were certain exercises that I didn't want because I don't like them. And I said like 30 minutes, beginner slash intermediate friendly, 30 days long, dumbbell and body weight based exercises. Those are my criteria. And I also said no push-ups and no burpees because I just don't like those exercises. 
So that's what I input. And then it gave me back this exercise routine. So that's what I've been doing. And it just provides me with a really like effective 45 minute gym experience. I don't have to wander around not knowing what to do. And it's great. I'm really enjoying it. And I'll keep you posted on what that journey looks like. I'm trying to do 30 days, but I'm also not going to beat myself up if that doesn't happen because I have some visitors coming. I have my brother and my dad or my brothers, excuse me, and my dad coming to visit. And then, like I said, I'm going to Europe. So I'm not sure what that will look like, but I'm going to try my best to maintain that routine because I've really, really been enjoying it. That kind of covers my side of life updates And I wanted to get into this conversation that we're going to be having about dating and relationships. Now, how I want to do this is I just want to talk about a few themes that I found have come up in my experiences dating and in different relationships. And I also just want to set the tone before getting into that to share kind of my history and what my dating experience has looked like because I feel like I generally had a very hard time with this area of my life for as long as I can remember only up until recently and you know growing up I compared myself a lot to my peers I just I feel like part of it was that I didn't actually develop an interest in relationships in general until much later I feel like I was a very late bloomer but at the same time there was that kind of pressure and you know watching everybody else get into relationships and my friends be dating other friends and it became a very normal part of our kind of dynamic and I my experience was that I just very much felt left behind in that process I didn't necessarily feel like, you know, in grade school, there's always a few people that everybody has a crush on, etc. I very much did not feel like that was me. And maybe it was, but I just did not feel that way. I didn't feel like, you know, I didn't see myself in that way. And I started off my whole kind of life of dating and relationships, coming in, feeling already A, behind, and B, if I'm being honest with myself, just undesirable. I generally didn't have great self-esteem growing up, and so that definitely fed into it, but I think it also was very, you know, rooted in comparison and what I saw my friends doing and the relationships that I saw my friends being in. And just for context... I never had like a partner in high school. I was never dating anyone. I was never really seeing anyone seriously at all in high school or in university for that matter. And it wasn't that I didn't want that. It was just that I felt on some level that every relationship that I had an opportunity to be in or, you know, when I would be talking to someone or maybe seeing someone on a very casual basis, it just never quite felt right to me. It never fully felt like it fit. It always felt like, you know, two puzzle pieces that just did not fully match. And 
for me, the most prominent feeling that I had with respect to relationships and dating was ultimately that there was something wrong with me because of the fact that I wasn't finding the right fit or the people that I was talking to or seeing didn't seem that interested. And, you know, what I experienced was that the internal relationship I had with myself was very much outwardly pictured in my dating life, meaning that I didn't really feel like the possibility of being with someone who really admired me from who I was, who accepted me for who I was, all of these things of really just loving who you are, I didn't feel like that was actually available to me. And so I felt like I had to really try really hard with people in order to get them to like me. I felt like the only way to attract people was via my sexuality and via intimacy, which is a whole other kind of theme to have a conversation about that I really don't fully feel comfortable sharing. But what I will say is that that was the main mechanism that I felt I needed to use in order to get someone to be interested in me. And this kind of led me to just a cycle of not feeling valued, but also not valuing myself. And then just all of this experience reinforcing this idea about myself that I'm not worthy of being in a relationship or having even a healthy relationship. So if I were to define this chapter in my dating history, it was I had low self-worth. I wasn't really seeking out partners that valued me, that actually cared about me. And I thought that the only way to get someone to be interested in me was intimacy, which of course didn't ever actually really work for me personally. And I don't have any self-loathing or hatred towards this chapter. And I don't have any resentment because it was chapter one and I was learning and I was learning to define what my standards were. And actually, I'm very thankful to have had this chapter and I don't want to paint it in a picture that every single person that I was with during this period was a bad person and nothing of that nature. It's just that I wasn't seeking out people that were really the right fit for me and I wasn't finding those people. But the way that I defined that chapter and how that helped me to grow was that it helped me to learn exactly what I don't want and it helped me to define what I do want and to set standards, and to finally come to a place where I just had had enough of, number one, allowing myself to continue to invest energy into dynamics that were draining me and making me anxious and making me feel bad, and then number two is just not really valuing myself, and so I've mentioned this before in passing in other episodes about how it kind of took a number of back-to-back kind of just intense experiences where I was so unhappy with 
their relationships. And again, these aren't like long relationships. These are more in the nature of like a situationship. But I just had back-to-back experiences that were uncomfortable and where I didn't feel valued, etc. To the point where I just was like, no, this isn't happening. I'm just gonna kind of close this chapter and be single for a little while. And I'm gonna take this time to define what I really want. And it was actually around that time that I actually got into manifestation and healing work and a lot of parallel, you know, things were happening in my life where I was closing other chapters and I was experiencing a lot of change and transformation. And I ultimately started to get to this place where I became more comfortable with myself. I became more accepting of myself. I wouldn't say I was quite at the point where I felt like I loved myself, but I was definitely starting to be on my own side a little bit more, starting to see myself as worthy of being in a healthy relationship and worthy of being happy and finding someone that I was really connected with and who really complimented me and understood me and listened to me, etc. During this period, I was really kind of getting clear, not just with dating and relationships, but with so many different areas of my life on what I wanted out of life. And one of those things, of course, was a healthy, happy partnership. That was really important to me. And so I started to actually write lists. And I remember at first they were like specific lists of the type of person that I wanted to be with that didn't quite hit home because I realized that for me, I had been with all different types of people and some of them matched the exact type of person that I thought I wanted, but I didn't actually feel how I wanted to feel. So I actually started to shift this list that I was creating or these kind of standards that I had away from I want this type of person to I want to feel this type of way in a relationship. I want to laugh with my partner. I want to feel fully listened to and heard and I want to do that in return. I want to make that person laugh. I want to share a sense of humor. I want them to get along with my family. I want to get along with their family. I want to have shared values. I want to feel safe. I want to feel well communicated with. And really just defining more so the type of experience that I want to have in a relationship rather than a specific cookie cutter type of person. And that was a big shift that happened for me And shifting away from feeling like I necessarily have a type or, you know, I need to have this, 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 and this from a person that I'm going to be with. Because for me personally, I just recognize that those things are less important than the core values and the alignment of that and how I want to feel. Because again, I had been with people who were perfect on paper for me that we're not a good fit in any other way. Now, I have always been an avid journal keeper. And during this period of my life, I actually kept such a like detailed journal. And I just found the one that I was keeping right around this time. And there were a few entries that I found to be really, really interesting and really speak to what I'm I've been sharing so far. The first thing that I realized is when I was kind of in this period of my life, I 
was so fixated on validating myself through being with someone else. So for example, I specifically remember being on nights out and I would always feel like a good measurement of how successful the night was, was whether or not I met someone and talked to someone. And I began to realize that like, this was actually really taking away from not just experiences with my friends when I was going out, but my life in general, because I was just so fixated on it. So we're getting like very deep here as I'm about to share some entries from my journal, but I do so because I know that So many people connect with some of the most vulnerable people, or excuse me, some of the most vulnerable things that I share. And so I feel comfortable continuing to do that. Now, this entry says, even on a night out with friends, I'm always scanning for who I'd want to talk to, who I'd want to get with. And sometimes I feel a night is unsuccessful if I don't. I think that that is a downfall of mine that I want to work on. When I'm so tunnel visioned on relationships, I miss out on so many other beautiful moments. And then a little bit further on, I say, I don't like getting so attached to people because I don't like that longing, achy feeling when they're not there and then you're wishing away the time in between. I want to savor every moment and take it all in rather than holding out for the time we spend together. I also feel a lot of empathy and compassion for myself during this period of time because this was in 2018, summer of 2018 when I was writing all this, when I was really, really struggling with my mental health. And another thing I said was I would also like to open up about my struggles because sometimes I feel that I'm not being fully authentic if I can't open up about them. I'm not always good or okay and sometimes it's hard to pretend that I am. Sometimes it would be nice to be truthful about how I'm feeling and have someone fully accept and support that. After all, does someone really know and accept you if they're only seeing a fragment of your reality? And then I go on to say, I think people like me because I'm pleasant, nice, laughing, smiling. Reality is, is that's not always the case. Maybe that's why I can't get past a certain point with someone because when it comes to opening up about those things, it can take a lot. And I know I'm kind of jumping around here, but I want to fast forward a little bit in the journal to a later point. I was reading the book Love Warrior by Glennon Doyle, and she really spoke to a lot of what I was going through at the time and a lot of the self-worth issues that I was having. So I had actually written down a few excerpts from the book that I want to share as well because they resonated with what I was feeling. So maybe they can help you to picture or paint the picture of what I was feeling. So The first one is, I've been handing my body to boys since I decided that I needed taller, stronger, more confident people to protect me and claim me and tell me I was important and beautiful. Another one that I write down, just as I am, I'm loved just as I am. The hoops we've become so exhausted from jumping through, we created them. We forget that our maker made us human and so it's okay, maybe exactly right, to be human. And then I have a bit of a longer one that I wrote down and again, from the same book, obviously really resonated with what I was going through at the time. And it says, sexy is a grown-up word to describe a person who's confident that she is exactly who she was made to be. A sexy woman knows herself and she likes the way she looks, thinks, and feels. She doesn't try to change to match anybody else. She's a good friend to herself, kind and patient. And she knows how to use her words to tell people she trusts about what's going on inside of her. Her fears, anger, love, dreams, mistakes, and needs. When she's angry, she expresses her angry in he- er, anger in healthy ways. When she's joyful, she does the same thing. She doesn't hide her true self because she's not ashamed. 
she knows that she's just human. And then as a reflection, after having read that, I wrote, I think part of my fear with being 100% authentic to myself is being rejected or judged. I constantly feel pressure to conform to my surroundings rather than boldly showing up as myself and knowing and trusting that that will be enough. Even if I am not completely accepted by others, I have enough love for myself that outer validation and acceptance is simply a bonus. Okay, so taking a step back for a moment from the journal entries, and I do want to revisit them because they really help to paint the picture of what I was thinking and going through at the time more than I could kind of in hindsight. But I guess to summarize this discomfort and to put it into reality creation terms, the tension I was experiencing with that aspect of my reality, I was feeling like I couldn't fully be myself. I was feeling like the only way that I could be valued in a relationship was through my sexuality and through intimacy, for example. But I was feeling really undervalued because of that. And I was feeling really disconnected from myself and partners that I was attracting as a result. And so I'm starting to come to this point where I'm just, like I said, beginning to say no, beginning to see myself as worthy of asking for more and of expecting more out of relationships. And recognizing that if those expectations aren't met or those standards aren't met, that it's not necessarily about that person. It's just about the connection maybe not being the right thing and trusting that there's another connection around the corner. So I want to come back to another journal entry because I'm starting to kind of build more and more evidence towards seeing myself in that way. Okay, so this is fast forward a couple of weeks, but we're still in summer of 2018. So I say, I need to put myself first and know that the right thing will come along. I know what I want and why do I need to lower those standards just to feel wanted and less alone. And then I say, I have found that most times I let go and let the cards fall where they may is when good things come my way, not just in relationships, but in other areas as well. It shouldn't take so much strain slash effort to live happily and joyfully. I was also finding that a lot of my entries were speaking to my desire for ease and a feeling of more of a natural experience with relationships, which if you listen to my Design Your Character episode that I did last week, that's the phase that I'm going through right now with my career is seeking that ease and believing on some level that it doesn't have to be so hard. And that is the exact way that I was feeling in my relationships at the time. I wanted something that didn't have to be forced and that I didn't have to fight so hard for and that I didn't have to be, you know, trying to prove myself or anything of that nature. So another entry that kind of speaks to this is, I need to continue to remind myself that this is my life and the partner I deeply desire will not require me to strain, change, or overexert myself. It will happen naturally. They will complement my already beautiful life. Okay, so now we get into the part of the journal where I actually articulate what I'm looking for. And I remember at the time I was in one particular kind of bad situation 
right before I wrote this and right before I wrote what I'm about to share, I had kind of spoken about, again, that contrast that I was experiencing. I was seeing things in this person that I was with that I really didn't, I didn't like, and I didn't want to continue to experience. So what I wrote was, I think I long for sensitivity, a soft place to land. I want someone who doesn't take themselves too seriously, is willing to be wrong, goes with the flow, is silly, gets my humor, and gives it back to me. I also want to feel completely comfortable communicating with my partner, being listened to, someone who can hold space for me and me for them. I don't want to feel any tinge of fear or judgment as though I can't open up comfortably. I want to feel deeply desired, like someone cares about my happiness as much as theirs. Not necessarily that they would bend over backwards for me because I don't, just flipping the page here, think that's fair, but that we are both proportionately giving ourselves to the other person. I want that person to want so badly to simply be next to me and me them. Fast forwarding again a little bit, I say, I want to make a conscious effort to fully accept the notion of being alone and not having my whole life experience based on relationships. What I want is to want to be with someone so badly and vice versa that it's not an afterthought. I think another thing I beat myself up about that I ought not to is wanting a relationship. It's so insanely human to want to love and be loved. I often see it as an insecurity, but if anything, I just want to love someone. It's not even as much I need someone to love me, but I feel that I have so much love to give. I want to grow in love and not be stifled by it. I think I'm moving forward. I'm really going to try to resist the urge to settle. I have acknowledged that I need an emotional connection in order to connect. So there's no point in doing casual friends with benefits or hookups. I also just really want to be with someone whose lifestyle and values and desires align with mine. Okay, well, that was very actually emotional for me to read and, of course, a very vulnerable experience, but I want to share that because, number one, it's part of my life, it's part of my history, and there's no aspect of my history that I want to shy away from sharing, and a very real part of my life has been that struggle with relationships, and obviously during this time in my life, I was struggling a lot. I think sometimes when people see where I am now, or I guess when I see where people are in happy, healthy relationships, in the past, I would have felt a sense of envy if that's not where I was, but we don't always see the journey that it's taken to get to that point. And what I'll say is that from a timeline perspective, This whole summer was very transformational to me because I was finally looking at some of these habits and patterns that I had never looked at before. And I would actually say that I have my anxiety to thank for that because the feelings that I had and the intensity of the feelings that I was having forced me to look at some of these habits and patterns. And one of those big sources of discontentment and tension and frustration and anxiety and low self-worth was the way that I was relating and navigating to that area of my life or navigating that area of my life, I should say. Now, obviously, entering into the next chapter, turning the page to that chapter, 
it came with a lot of tumultuous experiences leading up to that. Like I said, for me, my way of learning and my way of navigating isn't always having these realizations and these epiphanies and then that experience immediately coming through. I find quite often it takes still going through the intensity of those feelings and different dating scenarios. And I remember when I was writing all of this, I was in a very, like I said, bad situation. And I won't really get into why it was bad. It was just not right for me. And so I finally almost reached a rock bottom, but I stayed on my own side. And some aspect of me, despite what reality was showing me and despite the experience that I was having, some aspect of me still deeply, deeply believed that there was something out there for me and that I didn't have to settle and I didn't have to settle with feeling bad about myself and about the relationships that I was in. And part of it did require becoming comfortable being alone so that I didn't have to seek out these experiences that were making me feel worse about myself and you know call it a coincidence but very very shortly after all of this reflection and all of this overhaul of the way that I was doing things with respect to dating and relationships is when I met my partner and We've been together for four and a half years now. All of the feelings that I just spoke to are exactly how I feel in this relationship. And I don't, and I don't say that to boast or to brag, but I only say it to maybe reflect back on what I was feeling and what I thought was possible and to say that it was possible. And it was even better than I could have imagined. And I remember that anytime I feel a little bit beaten down in my current life, in other areas, not even relating to dating and relationships, that the hope that I felt during that period of time and the trust that I felt, although it wasn't super strong, that carried me through, and I'm so grateful for it. I was going to actually talk about some more themes in relationships in this episode, but I actually like where it is right now. And it almost feels like the closing of a chapter, although it's been so long since I've felt that way in a relationship. I have never actually really looked back and reflected on that journey, and it's actually just recording this episode because I didn't have a plan going into it and I actually didn't plan to read my journals. I just thought of it as I was recording like, huh, I wonder if I could actually gain access to how I was feeling at the time. And this has really actually inspired me for some of the things that I'm going through presently with my career and to remember not to lower my standards and to remember even when it feels very crappy that there may be something waiting around the corner and to trust that and to not lower my standards to meet 
what's going on in my reality. So I think I'll leave it at that for today. I'll definitely potentially want to do another part to this series on dating and relationships, but that's kind of chapter one of my experience and we've turned the page and it feels good. I don't think I could ever go back to treating myself the way that I did or being in relationships in the way that I used to be in relationships. And I'm really glad for that, to be honest, because even the feeling that I had at the time that thinking that it was a high standard to want to be with someone who fully accepted and appreciated me, it blows my mind that that for me was felt out of reach. So that is chapter one. Maybe we'll do a chapter two. Let me know what you thought. But yeah, I think we will leave it at that for today. I hope that you enjoyed this. I know it was a lot of sharing on my part, but maybe you found some aspect of what you're going through or what you've gone through in this story, in this episode. And like I said, I'm even looking back and I'm applying some of the insights from my experience to what I'm going through now. So maybe you can do the same. And either way, it was so nice to sit down and chat. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you as always for listening. Thank you for being here. It's truly such a gift to have this space, to have this community. And yeah, I just really want to thank you for being here. So thanks for listening and I will see you next week.